This is exactly right. I'm ready, you know. And my husband's here. I'd like Larry to... Arancio. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to thank Karen Kilgaren. <laughs> oh, Georgia Hartstock. Oh, she's so lovely. You know, she's been around so long. You know. Clearly, we're watching the Emmys. <laughs> <laughs> the great actress, Ann Dowd, just won a Best Supporting Actress in a Drama Series Emmy. And we're so happy for her. Oh, my God. We have loved her since day yeah. fucking one. Mimi would play her in a miniseries of her life. In the miniseries we're going to produce about Ann Dowd's yeah. life. Yeah. And Mimi has the, the cadence down perfectly. Okay. You know, my agent, what a lovely person. <laughs> Uh, welcome to my favorite murder. Oh, hi. This is a mini-sode where we read your hometown murders. Yeah, that you send in and that we love and that are so great. Can I say, speaking of hometowns, we put up last week this live Sydney episode where we had Joe Thornley, lovely girl, do the moonwalk. Yes. Uh, and her mini-sode, I mean, her her hometown. Yes. So last night I checked. We, her podcast, Zealot, that she mentioned, is now number three on the comedy iTunes podcast. Yes, people have been sending pictures of that. Dude. For a little while, she was right underneath Joe Rogan. She was the number two podcast. Oh, that's higher than us then. It's so, Yeah, she was destroying worlds. That's amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, I just think it's so awesome that like Marinos it, were like, well, I want to listen to this. And now she's like... I know. Like, Fuck huge. yes. And she was so hilarious. Yeah, she was super cool. I haven't listened to it yet. I promise I will by the next episode. And then we'll never talk about it again. Uh... Oh, to Zealot? Yeah. I haven't listened to it yet. Look, we've been home from uh, Australia for how many days? I have no idea. Let's pretend Three? it's four. Three. Three. Stephen, do you know? Thursday. He just Friday. Friday. Yeah, uh, Thursday, it's Friday, been a fever Friday. dream. Uh, three days? Five days. Five. <laughs> Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Today's Sunday. Oh, five days. Yeah, and I feel like I'm getting crazier by the day. I, I know I am. Yeah. Because I'm sleeping in four-hour increments all day long Me too. and watching tv and going into strange worlds like i did a thing where i was only watching mateus Schoenart's movies mm-hmm. i don't know if that's really how you pronounce yeah. his name but he was the guy from far from the madding crowd mm-hmm. and rust and bone he's the mm-hmm. insanely gorgeous art, art talented house films what's that art house films? yeah i'm only into art house <laughs> films and uh films that are shown in houses or art museums or galleries but anyway it was almost as if, yeah, you know, you do a thing where you're only watching like movies from one actor yeah. or one thing, and then you're in that world. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like a sub world from the weird world I'm already in. Well, guess what? What? We're not. Here we are <laughs> in my apartment again. <laughs> Finally, it's been so long. I'm so excited. I can't wait to record an actual episode this week in my apartment like normal human beings. I know. We don't have to pick one from the city we're in. Yes. And we normally wouldn't have put up that Sydney Live episode so soon. Mm-hmm. But because uh, of the Mel, what we'll call the Melbourne incident. <laughs> How about the Melbourne meltdown? <laughs> the Melbourne meltdown. We wanted people to know, like it turned into some weird thing where people were talking more about yeah. it than knew about it yeah. and so it was getting very dramatic yeah. so we wanted people to know what right. the real story was so from here on out regular episodes regular minisodes until we just can't do an episode and we'll put up a live one mm-hmm. brisbane was good i mean that first night in melbourne was great yeah we had lots of great shows we did um auckland was hilarious yes 
And we had several special guests accidentally on that show. Yeah, it was a good show. Um, so many choices, everybody. So this is, but this is the Minnesota. Will you guys send us your hometown, you know, family, whatever the fuck murders that we love? And these ones are sp- uh, specifically from Australia and New Zealand, right? Uh, to kind of close out the theme mm. of what our life has been like. Cap it off. I found we so we bring home. Uh, Vince bought us an extra large suitcase to bring home all of our beautiful presents that we got in Australia. And Georgia sent me away from the airport with a bag that I didn't eat. She was like, this is yours. Take this with you. And I put it on the counter. I went, I went to sleep for two days, whatever, Mm -hmm. got up (laughs) and we started looking through the bag today Mm -hmm. and God bless you for putting in a full bag of those caramel koala bears oh those caramel koalas there's a whole so i had like 15 caramel koala bears that are the best candy so delicious and they were just sitting there i thought i didn't bring any candy home except for those candy bars that we got in new zealand uh anyway long story short god bless the caramel koala bear (laughs) rest in peace it (laughs) because i destroyed all of them (laughs) um but that was exciting okay so then my first uh, I'm going first, right? Sure. You just said. Oh. Uh, did you? Nah, probably in my brain, and you heard it because we're on the same fucking wavelength. I felt like you. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for you to go first, so I think that okay. you must have heard that. Um, I was getting that vibe. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to start with the subject line. Detective Dad says it wasn't a dingo. Okay. Oh, I, oh, the dingo story. I am obsessed with this. Okay. <gasps> Hi, Steven, Karen, Georgia, Mimi, Elvis, Dottie, George, and Frank. Well, love it. That actually is a nice rhythm to it now. It does. Uh, nobody can die. Um, <laughs> I can't wait for your arrival down under. Isn't that fun? Oh my God. It happened. The past. I saw your, <laughs> I saw your tour dates and practically peed myself with excitement, but more on that later. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Um, firstly, your podcast has helped me connect with my parents after many years oh of God. being a very difficult teenager. Oh, wow. But we found common ground with a passion for two crimes. Oh my God. That's, I love that. The guilt of being a bad teenager and your parents still loving you is a really rough thing to go through. Yes. Because you're like, your guilt and shame turns into you being a dick still. Yes. And there's always, there's nothing I regret more than never, I never stopped fighting with my mom my whole life. And I should have stopped uh, when I was in my early 30s. Yeah. But it was, we were so reactive to each other that we just fought all the time. And at that point, at that point, she's been a grown woman the whole time you guys have been fighting. So she's not going to change. And unfortunately, right. it's up to you. Yeah. Which sucks and is hard. And you're like, well, she's a, an adult. She needs to change. When really, it's like, she's no. not going to change. She's not going to change. It's your mom. It's, it's how you want to deal with it. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's mm-hmm. like, it's up to you. And I think that also that was so long ago before I was ever in therapy. And I... You were really young. I don't think you had a lot of time to figure that out. Yeah. I th- Yeah. I think it's that and... Yeah, when you don't know that there's an option that you can actually right. stop having that engagement, right. it's such an amazing thing. Because yeah. I just believed, well, this is how I am, and I'm always going to be right. this. My mom way. and I don't get along. Yeah, that's it. It's yeah. just she's always going to infuriate me and say that my. The thing I was thinking about the other day is she used to always criticize my clothes and say I was dressing too young, and I was in my early twenties. Oh my god. <laughs> She was so crazy. She was so crazy when it came to appearance shit. She was really fucked up. So like I was looking through something. Like you got to think in her that's some deep seated shit of what will people think about me. Yes. 
you know 100 so percent. that's well, yeah. some fucked up shit that you can't fix she, she can't fix that no because she had double alcoholic parents oh yeah she had it coming every direction yeah my not- mom would say my grandma when i moved in with her my mom when i was 18 my i'd be leaving the house and my grandma would be like so my mom are you gonna let her dress like that <laughs> i'm a fucking 18 year old girl yes yeah. yeah she is gonna let me dress like that the thing i would always end up screaming was you're you don't have good taste <laughs> yeah. i don't care about your taste right. like i know you'll never like my lugs sold like boots yeah you're not supposed to like them the point is that adults don't want to hang out with me yes right sorry no no that's good but i have to say and i've said this before she was so right about 90s fashion because she'd always be like (laughs) you look you all look like hobos boys and girls and if you see pictures like early 90s where it's so cool it's the huge plaid shirts where you're basically dressed like a boy stoner from the 70s and like a um what are they called a beanie yes but it's so cool Chokers, beanies, Fuck. baby bangs, yeah, angry faces, Ugh, smoking, Kurt yeah. Cobain, so cool. Guys, we're in the middle of an email, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but we love. We love this reunion. It's very nice to hear about. Okay. So my mom is a true crime author. Wow. Ooh. And my dad is a detective. What? <laughs> How, why did we stop, ta- stop Get me this? adopted immediately. For real. Okay. Um, my dad's a detective mostly known for his work as the lead detective in the Lindy Chamberlain case, a.k.a. a dingo ate Dude, my baby. Dude, this, this fucking case. This email, which I would love to say is my hometown murder, but since an inquest in 2012 and to avoid a defamation lawsuit, we have to say it was a dingo that took the baby. <gasps> okay, listen to this. What? So instead, my hometown murder... Oh, okay, so instead my hometown murder comes from a city called Perth, which had some of the most notorious serial killers in Australia in the 80s and 90s. Oh, oh Perth, we, we know. Oh, we know, Perth. We'll be, we'll be back, Perth. We got yelled... Just please know Perth and... Um, Adelaide. Uh, Adelaide. Every single citizen, <laughs> seemingly, from both cities came to yell at us for not visiting those cities. Yeah, and we understand and we're coming. No brag, no brag, but every single citizen. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> so instead, my hometown murder comes from the city of Perth, which had some of the most notorious. Sorry. My parents packed up from the dingo crime scene and were like, we can, where can we go that has less dingoes but is more murdery? Oh, Perth. So this is the murder of Shirley Finn. Shirley grew up in Perth in the 1950s, um, and she herself was a difficult teenager. But instead of having her phone taken away when she was caught sneaking out, she was kicked out of home and became a sex worker. She later became a brothel owner, and in the 70s, she was helping the Western Australian government launder money from overseas. But in 1975, for real, um, in 1975, she threatened to expose them for being shady fuckers, and she was found days later on the side of a busy highway in her car with four bullets in her head. Despite countless witnesses and evidence, the case went unsolved for over 30 years until my mom had a midlife crisis in 2002 and decided she wanted to solve a murder. What? Because I love that that's your midlife crisis. It's like the midlife crisis is my dream. Hell yes. Um, Because raising three kids wasn't hard enough. That was the end of that sentence. Since then, it's been 15 years of hard work, work, tears, and some more tears. But finally, on September 11th, 2017, that (gasps) just happened. That's like two days. What days? Uh... There was an official inquest into the murder the same day as your live show at the Enmore Theater, which I'll be at, and which is why I practically peed myself. Oh, got it. It did come back around. 
fingers crossed she gets justice and mom can finally get some time to listen to F- MFN with me. Thanks so much for all you do. Lots of love, Beck. P.S. My mom's book is called Dirty Girl by Juliet Will- Wills, which I do have copies to give to you Damn as presents. Oh, wait, she did give them. She did gave us those. Is she? Did she? I believe so. Okay. We got, yes. Yeah. Were we given books at that last meet and greet where we were on the little stage? Yeah, we got a couple books. Yes. So, yeah. so yeah, we did. Okay. Her name was Beck. They're, everyone's name was Beck. You pointed That's that out. That's Beck and Gemma. Beck and Gemma. <laughs> Gemma. Gemma. Um, wow. That's so crazy. I want my mom to be a true crime writer. Or maybe I should be a true crime writer. I love that the option isn't for me, myself, to be a true crime writer. <laughs> you want Janet to do yeah, it. Yeah, I want Janet to do it. No, you have to do wow. it. You can do it. I can do it. Absolutely. That's fucking cool. That's a good one, Stephen. I want. Do you know about the dingo thing? Because I want to know more of what she's saying. Because what I thought was... uh, maybe one of us should do it at some point yeah well basically is the dingo ate my baby they were like no the dingo did not eat your baby and they Mm -hmm. sent her to jail for years and years and years and then they overturned it just recently because they found dingo the baby clothing in the dingo layer yeah but she's saying she just said that's not true everyone knows that that she did yeah so i want that part yes i i thought that's what that email was gonna be me too can we can she can we have an can she please email us beck if you, but maybe she can't, like she's saying defamation reasons. If the legal thing is what it is, her dad we can't say. I promise anything. we won't tell you, tell that you did it. <laughs> we promise. Oh, you mean we won't talk about it on the air? No, we'll talk about it on the air, but we won't say where we got the information. <laughs> so we'll just can, randomly we start talking about that lady one day. Well, if we do the murder, the like, and then some, ran, one of the many Becks in Australia he, emailed us. This is weird because we got this email, yeah. not from anyone. And it wasn't from the person we asked to send it to us. No, it was not at all from Weird. Beck. Can we please have a, a Beck email us the truth? I wonder if it's that thing of when cops are so inside it, they know every single thing, so it can't be anything else. What you do know you mean? what I mean? It's like they they know the family. Yeah. They lived it. They were there in the beginning. So it's like, you know that thing where you go like, I just got this feeling about this person. Yeah. And you know you're right because yeah. it was a thing that happened inside you. You know that feeling, but you can't express it. Or like it's information that only people who are involved in the case know. So if we have that information, it's because someone fucking leaked it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm just saying, I think cops go through that a lot. Uh, they have those instinctual they, things. But there's no It has to evidence. be proven. Yeah. Yeah. But just tell us then, and we won't tell anyone. Just te- why do you, why, what do you know? Don't tease us. What do you know that we need to know? Listen, didn't, did or didn't a dingo eat a baby? Just did or didn't it? Did or didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Da, 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 da. Dear Karen, Georgia, Stephen, and many assorted animals. Uh, My name is Teresa, and I'm from rural South Australia. My husband is a police officer. Not too long ago, we moved to this small town where there was a siege slash hostage situation in a house located a small way out of town in a large block. The houses in this area were very, very spread out with grapevines and it's not unusual to have this neighbor, have a neighbor this close by to not have a neighbor this close by really there was a husband who was holding his wife hostage with a large gun because this is australia and hardly anyone has guns this was the sort of situation a police officer would have encountered maybe once in his entire career long story short the specialist police had to come up from the city about 250 kilometers (laughs) to handle the situation not long after the specialist police arrived the man shot and killed his wife and the police stormed the house and the husband was also shot he died one hour later from a gunshot wound my husband was not on duty when it happened, but 
happened to come onto the shift uh, that night. Him being the most junior of the team, he was tasked with standing at the house all night to maintain the integrity of the scene while a major crime and internal investigations arrived. Her body was still in the house. He had been taken away because he didn't die instantly of his gunshot wound. So my husband stood guard, guard all night that night. The next night he had to stand guard again. And at the end of the night, it was his job to clean up the scene as best as possible, including picking up bits of brain and bone from the floor. Oh, God. Before releasing the house back to her family. Man, it sucks being a junior cop. Anyway, a few months later, Hubby was on the night shift again. Around 3 a.m., he gets a call to a house for a noise complaint. He attended the house of the person making the complaint because the houses are so spread apart, it's hard to know where the noise is coming from. He knocks on the door and, it's t- and is told they have been hearing this couple yell at each other for the last few hours. He can hear it, too, so he heads off into the darkness towards the arguing. Uh-huh. His torch, his only light. He's walking around for five minutes and he finds a house, the apparent source of the arguing voices. He walks onto their veranda and it dawns on him. He's been here before. <gasps> he looks through the window and can see the bullet holes in the wall with the ballistic markers still under them. The house has been abandoned since the siege. His blood ran cold and he sprinted back to his car and drove away without reporting back to the person who made the complaint. <laughs> Chances are they had no idea that their closest neighboring house is a haunted murder house. He's still a bit freaked out by the time he got home from his shift. Usually you're both not superstitious people, but this was a super fucking crazy thing. Yes. Anyway, thanks for the podcast. (laughs) And thanks for coming down under. I'm super bummed I have to miss you guys in Melbourne, but sometimes you just have to adult to SSDGM, Teresa. Oh my God, they were arguing ghosts. They were still arguing in the afterlife. Fuck, dude. What a bummer. Also, that family that just like our fucking neighbors, could you please go fix it? And it's like, yeah, no. That's oh, my actually. God. Like they, they've stopped fighting recently, but they're fighting again. Oh, that's so scary. Don't let don't live your life so that the last thing you do in this life becomes the permanent thing you're doing in the afterlife, which is like continue. Oh, I hate that. Or killing your killing your wife. Are they just fighting for, for eternity? Oh, my God. That's the worst feeling in the world. That everyone just keeps fighting. <laughs> no, it's just an echo of the trauma. It's okay. not really them. They, there's still a birthday party in there. <laughs> there's still some good times. Yeah, they're, they're, it, the trauma was so horrible that that keeps ha- that that there's bursts of that still. Okay, but there is an ice cream cake. They, that one, that one wonderful day when they had an ice cream cake. That there's bursts of that too. Okay. But nobody, the neighbors are gonna be like, "Can you shut this happy family up?" <laughs> no, that's not gonna happen. That's right. It's only the yelling. The ice cream cake ghost audio goes low because right. it's a beautiful quiet right. moment, or it goes high, but nobody calls in a an ice cream cake uh, sound complaint because only cats can hear it. That's why Mimi just did that <laughs> jump. She was like, "I was so happy." Whoever lived here in this apartment before, God, they were very happy. It's really annoying. Uh, Mimi, girl. Okay. okay. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant, like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh my God, yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could, as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient, Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant-quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just 
the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of made-in products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, and June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. Are you ready for New Zealand online video game demon? Mm-hmm. B- BFF killer. Uh, Shit. Hi, Karen, Georgia, and Steven. I love your podcast. Always listen to my car on the way to and from work so my husband doesn't think I'm a total creep. Parentheses, he is a detective and is already convinced I only married him for his access <laughs> to crime. Oh. I would love nothing more than to use a cop Fuck uh, yeah. for his anecdotal um 
participation. I'm current. That sounded so much dirtier than I meant it. <laughs> I only realized after. I'm currently pregnant, and I've started thinking that I probably shouldn't expose my unborn child to so much murder. Although I'm sure he will fall asleep to your sultry tones once he's born. Just don't breastfeed while you're listening. I feel like that's the only thing you shouldn't do. That's the key because mm-hmm. it changes the the DNA of the breast. Milk. Exactly. Uh, He'll listen to your sultry tones once he's born. Apparently, they start to recognize voices in the womb. Oh, my God. I'm either producing a baby murderino or the next generation serial killer. Time will tell. Yay. Uh, okay. I wonder if this is the woman that... The, just really side, quick sidebar. A lady at the Melbourne show. I think it was the second or third night. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Brought a one-month-old baby <gasps> right. with her. I think that was, the was first wearing. Night. Was it the first night? She was. Um, the baby was wearing headphones the whole show. Like like blockout noise headphones. Yeah. Not like she was rocking out to no Jay Z or whatever. No, like like you're. This is not going to go inside you. But it like was a month old. A month baby, baby in her arms. I almost screamed out loud. Me too. It was disturbing i got so excited i just just love babies i got so excited it was a pretty good baby yeah okay she and it was just sleeping the whole time yeah it didn't give a shit no uh okay anyway my hometown murder comes from a small suburb called highland park in auckland new zealand i actually stumbled across a secondary crime scene while walking my dog mm-hmm. the day after it happened Ugh, the dream in february <laughs> 2013 byron armstrong was playing an online video game magic the gathering Don't Steven. Um, which he was apparently obsessed with, Stephen. He was playing <laughs> against his friend Henry. Henry had apparently defeated him again. And after hearing voices in his head mm. telling him that Henry was a demon, Byron drove to his house, grabbed a kitchen knife, and stabbed his friend multiple All times. All over a game. Yeah. And your voices in your head, I guess, more yeah. likely. More likely. Uh, rumor has it that one of the stab wounds was so brutal, <gasps> it went through his neck <gasps> and hit the floorboard. <laughs> Oh, no. Byron then drove back to his own house, tried to stab himself, and then drove his car into a nearby fence. Uh, forward slash house. <laughs> There's a difference there. Uh, yeah. I'm going to need some clarification. Is it just a one-two thing, or fence is house. it... <laughs> Maybe it goes... Hopefully it goes fence, than house. It was a house made of fences. Yeah. He drove through a fence, but like if there's like a... Like a drop off on the other side, then you just have to say he drove off a drop off. You yes. don't have to say that he drove the fence first onto a drop off. Right, exactly. You would you would be hoping this is this is a house being fenced in. Right. This is like the fence is not important in the story. What if it's a house that has a back fence that blocks people from falling off the drop off? I think what you say is you you drive into whatever the thing that is that killed you. Okay. <laughs> you know. So it's the house. The house. Okay. Yeah. But it's fun to mention things that happen first. <laughs> That's fun. He, yeah. He stopped at a stop sign. Then he drove into a fence. And then he drove into a house. Are we awake right now or asleep? I don't know. <laughs> the lighting is kind of depressing me. Stephen, can you turn that light on? Actually, it's really bumming me it's, out. We're, we're definitely having a sundowning situation. We are. As soon as I, I thought it was fine until I started trying to read out loud. <laughs> and then I was like, my tongue is too big. I know. What is wrong with my tongue right now? Um, Thank you, Stephen. Okay. Driving okay. to a fence. House fence, thank you. Okay. The crime scene I came across. Oh, okay. Oh. That's what she saw. Another twist to this hometowniness of the story, a guy I went to school with is a doctor and happened to be across the road at a party, so was first on the scene at the car crash. And I love first responder, like, when they're not supposed to be there, and they're like, I'm a nurse. Yes. So cool. Out of my way, they're ripping off their sleeves mm-hmm. and shit. 
Did they do that? He saw blood on Byron, and but couldn't find injuries. Ooh, that'd be so creepy. Weird. That would explain the excessive amount of blood on him and in the car. Oh. It was all Henry's blood. Um, he was then called to testify in court as Byron kind of confessed what he had done, thinking he was going to die. Uh, Byron was diagnosed as schizophrenic, unsure if this was before the murder or after. Uh, he had apparently been hearing voices for weeks leading up to the crime, and he even consulted Mormon. Why, though, I don't think he was a Mormon. Uh, that was also in parentheses. If he was okay to kill a demon but received no clear answer, so started listening Mormons. to the voices in his head Say more and more. Say no! Yeah. Just don't, don't explore the voices. Well. Or the demons. Um, both the prosecutor and the defense agreed that he was insane at the time of the murder. Byron ended up being committed to an institution for the criminally insane for an undefined period of time. And as far as I know, he is still there. That okay, that's all for me, Nicola. <laughs> oh my god. Nice one. That's incredible. That's awful and crazy. So crazy. Oh man. Like like hearing voices does not mix well with that fucking Lives. Yes. You know what? More so than what I was going to say. So forget it. Sorry. No, you're right. Uh, Like Magic the Gathering type games. Oh, yes. But knives more so. Knives too. All right. Uh, This one's called um, Supernatural Hometown. Oh, this is another supernatural one. I love it. Okay. Let's see if I can read with my mouth this time. Okay. Hi, MFM fam. Love it. Um, first, I want to say I love you all and thank you for your weekly podcasts. Is she giving a shit right now? Because we don't, because uh, they're not weekly. What? They're bi weekly. Yeah, I know. We couldn't be giving more. <laughs> <laughs> I recently moved. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Listen. Look. Uh, I recently moved from Auckland to Auckland. God damn it. To you Auckland. Got, you got this. I got this. Words. <laughs> To take a job on a private yacht that will soon be leaving for Fiji and beyond. We met her. Yeah. 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 I remember this. Yes. Lucky for me. Yeah. She's, we were asking her about rooms and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Pretty fucking cool. Yes. It, she was really pretty. And then mm-hmm. you're like, oh, you can't have a job like that unless you're really pretty. Yes. Right. People don't want you on their, on their yacht unless you're like an 8.5. Yeah. Totally. Yes. Lucky for me, we'll still be here for the show on September 6th. My new job is exciting, but sometimes I get homesick and MFM has kept me close to my family who are also murderinos, which leads me to this supernatural two generation story. Hell yes. My mom's side of the family has a history with supernatural activities such as seances, Ouija and mediums. One summer when my mom was visiting my family in Alabama, her aunt put together a seance with the whole family. She was 12, and this was her first seance. Not knowing what to expect, she sat down at the massive oak table and joined hands with her relatives. Oh, my God. I want to be there so fucking badly. Would you do a seance? Hell yeah. Okay. Um, Let's do one. Her aunt led the event, and pretty soon, two legs of the heavy table were rising and slamming on the ground, violently tapping out messages. One tap meant A, two tap B, etc. And since my great aunt was a medium, she could also feel who was making contact. I don't believe in that shit. <laughs> well, yeah, once you get down to like a T or an S, you're just sitting there for like yeah, 22 like, taps. Is it a T? One for... No? Okay, is it is a... Is it still going? It's a U still. Okay. No, wait. It started... It two stopped. T's? So T-T. <laughs> <laughs> near the end to the crazy night... Wait, blah, blah, near the end to a crazy night talking to dead people, there was a message for my mom from her father's relative. Quote, be careful... Of Robbie M. (gasps) 
naming names mm-hmm. from across the universe from a male relative shit flash forward 10 or so years my mom is living in arizona and at a nightclub nope living in arizona and at a nightclub my god my brain with a couple of her girlfriends she started dancing with a very handsome man who she instantly was attracted to he was good looking suave a little mysterious and just said all the right things it wasn't until she learned his name that her heart dropped roberto m but you can call me robbie she immediately remembered the message from the sands and started to see how persistent and oddly aggressive robbie actually was he wanted to buy her drinks he wouldn't leave her side and wanted her to come home with him she kept saying that she couldn't drink because she was the designated driver and had to drive her friends home that night good girl he wasn't going to he wasn't giving up so she suggested to meet him at a 24 7 diner after she took her friends home and he agreed Later that night, she drove to the diner, her stomach in a knot, and couldn't believe that what she had gotten herself into. He never showed. To this day, she said that she would have gone home with him if it wasn't for the message from the seance telling her to stay away, and is convinced that he would have done something horrible to her. After listening to MFM, she so she totally supports fuck politeness, now realizing that she never had to show up to the diner herself. Yeah. Now, this is where the story gets even more creepy. Uh-oh. Two months ago, I went out to dinner with my mom and had a very... And had a very attractive guy as our waiter. He was charming, talkative, really forward. Not long after he asked for my mother, uh, right in front of my mom, I might add. Wait, not long after he asked for my number, (laughs) right in front of my mom, I might add. We didn't catch his name when he came to the table, but it ended up being Robert. (gasps) being Rob. Mom didn't like him, not just because of his name, but how, quote, perfect he seemed. I knew of, her, <laughs> I knew her story of Robbie M. I love that. Like, no, he's too fucking nice. Yeah, Fuck him. Get away. It's like, totally our people. That's like Jason Priestley. No, thanks. No, gross. Get your fucking cheekbones out of here. <laughs> um... I, I knew her her story of Robbie M, but felt no connection could be made with this one. After a week of texting, he began to really I began to really dislike him as he was very forward about religion. He made a point to tell me he thought that Catholics are of a higher standard of people. Oh, that's not true. They <laughs> <I> kept saying, and <laughs> <laughs> kept saying he wanted to meet up for a walk in the park or go hiking. Huh? <laughs> a you're gonna be a murderer b why do we need a sweat on our first date yes like gross c keep a minimum of eight people around you at all times <laughs> definitely i began to avoid his texts like the plague and his persistence really began to creep me out i decided to do a little digging and found his facebook and last name he was a rob m i googled him <gasps> and discovered that he had recently been convicted of second degree strangulation oh my god third degree <laughs> sexual assault and disorderly conduct i don't know the different degrees of strangulation or sexual assault on a legal level but he was smirking in his mugshot and i was officially never talking to him again maybe not all the robbie m's in the world are out there to get my mom and i but we both felt like we (laughs) dodged a bullet with the two that we have met my both my mom and i thank the relative from my grandpa's side who warned us to be careful uh, and to stay sexy and not get murdered again love you all can't wait for september 6th sscgm heather oh my god (laughs) that's fun that's I love that. That was so fun. That's amazing. It's so funny, too. She went to meet him at that diner, and then he stood her up for some reason. Because he was like, She's, this isn't easy enough. Yeah. I bet he was like, okay, and then just found someone else that night at the bar. Yes, someone who like, would just go directly home right, with Someone's like, okay. Fuck. Yeah, because if it's not easy, if it's not someone who really wants to, to like try hard for you, 
yeah i used i used to not understand that like don't make guys try too hard or they're not gonna want they're not gonna want you and it's like no those are only the shitty guys that's exactly right it ha you it ha there has to be a situation where they have to show they're trying harder than they would just going right. outside of their house right Pers pursuing you is uh they're lucky to get the chance to pursue you yeah and let them thank you oh not me <laughs> karen you this means the world to you me. and your new rugby boyfriend with his thighs <laughs> thighs of gold guys then the next night we talked about the rugby players and my discovery of rugby oh, on right. a hold and then the next night um at the after our show a woman walked up who's a murderito and then she goes my husband used to be a rugby player and then this man was standing there who was like a little bear his beard went up to his eyes he was yeah beefy as hell and i was so starstruck i he was, was just like so rugby Hi. and he had this body where it went like it went like it was like a tr upside down triangle yeah like his his like everything was small and then it just went wider and wider towards the, like these shoulders of a person you've never seen like huge shoulders he was majestic he was he was a magic he should have been a like he needs to be a little doll that you play with he <laughs> he uh but he was also very shy he's very sweet he was very embarrassed i think because yeah. they were there when i was talking about it so then yeah. it was like look but i love i loved her because she's like take a look at this guy yeah. that's her husband she's like i got one she doesn't give a shit yeah <laughs> do you have a short one uh oh was that it no this one's long oh wait there might be a short one on this front let's page do five are we both do we've both done two? Oh, this first one is short let's do it i want more i don't ever want to stop these <laughs> I want more. these are the easiest ones they're easy and then like it's fun to end with like a real fucking hard one okay are you ready for this yeah australian hometown toe tickler <laughs> It's gotta be it. <laughs> Dear Karen, Georgia, Stephen, and all your furry friends. I thought that Wait, I no, had... Stephen needs to be included in that second part. But he's the furry friend yeah. also? Yeah. Him and the rugby player. <laughs> I thought that I had nothing to contribute to hometown murders, and then it hit me. Yeah. I grew up in Bendigo, a regional... Uh, country town near Melbourne, Australia. In 1996, when I was 11, I remember my mom and aunts talking in hushed voices about this man in the news who was breaking into homes mm. and sucking on Ow! small children's no! toes. Ew! Oh my God! In the media, he became known as the toe tickler. A quick Google gave that me this. That sounds too cute. And the fact that he's a fucking pervert. Yeah. A no, toe it's, pervert. It's the scariest version of a pervert. Tickler. It's like... It's like cutesy. Okay, wait. Ugh, sorry. Kirkbride was dubbed the toe tickler because of his bizarre fascination with children's body parts. That's not as cute. He <laughs> pleaded guilty to 20, I would say pled. He pled guilty to 24 charges, including 15 counts of recklessly causing injury on his victims, mostly children. Kirkbride would break into the houses of his intended victims and enter their bedrooms while the family was sleep sleeping, and he would remove the child's blankets, proceed to kiss, lick, and fondle the <gasps> child's toes, feet, and legs. Ew. He was only jailed for two and a half years. No. Um, and get this. He reoffended. No Surprise. Shit. Anyway, lock your doors, ladies. <laughs> Thanks for all your hard work. Stay sexy. Don't get murdered. And see you in Melbourne really soon. Jess. That is fucked That's up. like, that's like, that's the kind of thing that people wouldn't take seriously because they'd make fun of it. But really, you should be like very fucking afraid of that Beyond. person. Well, and also just as a child, that's so disturbing. Yeah. He was, you know, he looked like such a creep. Yeah. I mean, it even is like one thing to suck on adults toes, but like to do that to children. Ugh. Like 
Children are gross too. You know what I mean? And you're still okay sucking on their toes. They're all smelly and they like smell. they always went to bed with a sucker stuck to their cheek and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like then it's they stepped in gum get and out like of never here. got it off their foot. Remember the story from my hometown my hometown that was my friend Audrey's story about the petaluma tickler? And he tickled butts. He right? Yeah, he broke into rooms and he was it wasn't I don't think he was a pedophile. I think he was just like yeah. a pervo gateway pervo but <laughs> that's right i think he was a foot tickler that then yeah i think took right. liberties oh well <laughs> well that's how i wanted to end it yeah kind of in that ew yeah let's take a shower because that was disgusting yeah like there wasn't a murder but i'm still really creeped out yeah. kind of a thing that's what we want that's that's the fucking money spot so if you have those stories guys if you don't have a murder and you're like there's no crime in my town no you gotta you got a story. You got a story, and I'll remind everyone, because I brought this up at a party last night, of the Swiss cheese pervert, which mm. to me is perfection. The story of a local pervert who tricked women <laughs> into looking at a piece of cheese while he masturbated. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best thing to tell He about. tricked women into looking at him masturbate with a thing of switch. What if he tricked women who were into watching him masturbate into looking at a They're piece like, of Swiss yeah. cheese? They're like, yeah. Ooh, what's this, cheese? Ah, but dare you. The logic of it is, look at this cheese. Yeah actually no now i'm forcing you to look at me masturbating yeah. right you could have used any it didn't have to be a dairy product you right it could have been a, a shoe, little whistle anything but it'd be too far from his mouth but <laughs> some kind of a well that's what this podcast is all about <laughs> dairy masturbating up dairy. uh yeah we want to know about your hometown perverts <laughs> Um, thank you guys for listening. Oh, yeah. So my favorite murder at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah, to send yours in. Send it in. And um, definitely describe it in the subject line so Stephen yeah. picks it. Yeah. And I guess that's it. That's it. Stay sexy. Don't get murdered. Bye. Bye. Where is that? Elvis, you want a cookie? Good yeah. Good boy.